Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. When, God forbid, someone breaks a bone or dislocates a limb on Shabbat, what do we do? Hi, this is Rabbi Scott Perlow, and welcome to a daily daf differently. We're doing Masachet Shabbat, daf 148. Now, some of you may be asking, why is this even a question? God forbid someone should break something, of course he would fix it. Well, when it comes down to the laws of Shabbat, at least as given by the Talmud and the halacha that follow, there is an absolute mitzvah, the pikuach nefesh docheyata Shabbat, that saving a person's life pushes off any of the Shabbat restrictions. However, this law is not intention, but uh, shall we say paralleled by another, which is that we don't do acts of healing on Shabbat. People don't go to the doctor, they don't uh, go through surgery. Measures that are taken to actively affect healing are pushed off until at least Shabbat is over. So if a person had to have some sort of elective surgery, or a medical procedure uh, that could be scheduled at any time, one would not do it on Shabbat Mehilchata uh, from the law. The question, though, is what happens when something occurs which is painful or threatening but not life-threatening. And this is what we get in the Mishnah, still on a page 147, where we teach that one may not take make a drug to invo- induce vomiting, nor may one align a young infant's bones to straighten them, nor may one reset a break in a bone. One whose hand or foot was dislocated may not move them about vigorously in cold water, which, uh, according to Steinsaltz, is the standard method of treatment. However, one may wash the limb in the typical manner, and if one is cured through this washing, he is cured. To give a brief explanation of what we're talking about is that uh, vomiting can be therapeutic. In this circumstance, we're not talking about vomiting for ingesting poison or anything that would actually put someone's life in danger, but rather that purging was thought to be part of certain kind of health treatments in the ancient world. Nor may one straighten a young infant's bones. Uh, This apparently is something that happens more commonly uh, than people might imagine, that through the strain of birth, sometimes uh, limbs like arms and legs in a baby are strained or put out of whack, um, and that there's a process by which they need to be basically bound up so that they grow well and straightforward. And the halacha here is that one should not do that on Shabbat. Uh, you heard the mission, part of the mission that says, nor may one reset a break in the bone. That's what we're going to spend most of our time talking on. And the last piece having to do with dislocation is that apparently their way of relocating the joint was to wash it vigorously in cold water. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know uh, whether that would have any kind of an effect. However, it seems that if someone is just watching the limb uh, naturally and is able to sort of pop it back in on its own, uh, that's permitted on Shabbat. So the question is, why are these list of things not permitted? Why would they be forbidden? It seems, in fact, kind of strange that one would not allow them to happen on Shabbat. And it's because they inhabit this gray space that we were talking about, of the types of medical healing that are not necessarily life-threatening, that would not put someone's life in danger, uh, but nonetheless, one would have an urgent need for on Shabbat, or one might feel an urgent need for on Shabbat. Now, it's important to know that halakhically has become the practice to be very, very lenient about these kinds of things. And that even where there's a danger of a danger that someone might be in real trouble on Shabbat, we permit 
medical treatment. And the truth is that when I was still a student in rabbinical school and very, very passionate and very, very inexperienced, which often leads for someone being very, very foolish, uh, I had uh, a counselor at camp where I was working who broke her arm on Shabbat. And as the camp rabbi sent her off to the hospital in order to be treated, I, in a very, very unwise huff, quoted something like this halacha to him and asked him why it was permitted. Now, in his great wisdom, the camp rabbi quoted back to me the halacha that we get on uh, Daf 148, Amud Aleph, uh, page A, where it says, B'meforash, clearly, the halacha is that one may reset a break on Shabbat. Shmuel, who is the great Amora of Babylon in the first generation, his version of the Mishnah actually says that it was, it is permissible uh, to mend or set a broken bone on Shabbat. And that all the other rabbis around were in fact teaching this Mishnah incorrectly, which goes to show what kind of problem just a little knowledge can be. The Gemara tells a story about this, that Rabbi Barbarchana came to the city of Pumbedita, and he didn't uh, enter the lecture of Rav Yehuda. Now, Rav Yehuda was one of the great students of Shmuel. So Rav Yehuda sent for his Ada, his attendant, and said to him, go drag Rabbi Barbarchana to the lecture. So he forcibly dragged them in. Um, and found Rav Yehuda teaching that one may not reset a break on Shabbat. He said to him, this is what Rav Chana of Baghdad said that Shmuel said. The halacha is that one may reset a break on Shabbat. Rav Yehuda said to him, Chana is ours and Shmuel is ours. Nevertheless, I never heard this teaching. Therefore, did I not rightfully drag you to this lecture? So when your rabbi comes to you and says, you have to get up and go to Torah study, make sure that you do because you may give him or her the halacha that she, he or she never heard. Anyways, the question is this. Why is it, then, that resetting a break is permitted on Shabbat? The logical indications are that one should wait until after Shabbat is over, make the patient as comfortable as possible, but that Shabbat law prohibits that kind of medical treatment. And what I want to say is that it's interesting that the Talmud actually does not give a reason for why it says that the mission of Shmuel says that setting a break on Shabbat is permitted. So we're going to have to guess. And I think that there are two ways to guess. One of which is to take the commentary of the Tosafot read. This is Yeshayahu Ditrani, uh, an Italian commentator who lived, who lived in the 12th and 13th centuries. And what he says is, you know, a broken bone can actually become quite dangerous. And not only is it extremely painful, but it could cause um, either infection or put a person's body in danger. Therefore, because it even comes close to the idea of pikuach nefesh, saving a life, Therefore, we should be extra machmir, extra strict about making sure that someone gets medical treatment, and in this case, make you lenient about Shabbat law. The other possibility is the one that naturally occurs to us, which is that all logical extremes are absurd. And yes, cool, there's a limit. There's really a limit that one can be mekana or zealous for Shabbat halacha without putting people in serious pain. And that may be the case here as well. In fact, we get within the Talmud a sort of funny story about treating this lightly. So talking about a dislocated hand, Gemara teaches that Rav Avia was once sitting before Rav Yosef and his hand became dislocated. Rav Avia then displayed a variety of hand positions. He moved his hand around and he said to his teacher, Rav Yosef, what is the rule regarding with to this position? Am I permitted to place my hand in this way or am I violating the prohibition against healing? And Rav Yosef said, that one's prohibited. And Rav Avias asked it, well, what about this position? And Rav Yosef said, that one's prohibited too. But in the meantime, because he'd moved it back and forth, he actually relocated the limb <laughs> and popped it back in. 
So the point is that the Talmud is, I think, with a bit of a smile, realizing that there are certain limits when it comes to serious injury, or even not so serious injury, um, and the amount of pain that people live in. This has been a daily daf differently, Masechet Shabbat, age 148. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.